coming up next on Chamber Amplified. You can have all the great, you can have the money, you can have, and the other problem we have, we don't have people out there that can mm-hmm. deploy the broadband. You know, we don't have the trucks that can, you know, that they need to do it. But it comes down to that we can't have um, government hindering getting this done just because someone doesn't want to get uh, some paperwork done. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Findlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community, whether it be employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues. It's really anything that can be impacting your business or the business community as a whole. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. So let's talk technology. I'd say that's probably fairly important to your business in your home these days, right? Well, like a lot of things, if you have access to it, you may not realize that others don't and that the fact that others don't can cause a big issue. Case in point, if people don't have access to things like high-speed internet, that's costing them opportunities. Our guest today is Ohio 5th District Congressman Bob Latta, who joins us to talk about the Wireless Leadership Act. We'll talk about what the measure aims to do and why it's important for Northwest Ohio. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can rate and review the show. It really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. I think as we go further down the road with the way technology is going just in the last few years, this is going to be of the utmost importance. But before we get into what all this is, let's get into the backstory of why this bill needs to exist in the first place. Well, thanks very much and uh, appreciate it. I serve on the Energy and Commerce Committee, and I'm also the chair of the Communications and Technology Subcommittee. And uh, I've been dealing with communications issues for ever since I've been on the committee. I think this goes back to 2010. And what we all know right now, we need broadband. Mm -hmm. And we need to have broadband across the country, uh, especially during COVID. We found out how important it was to have broadband. And uh, it's kind of interesting. In this office, uh, in fact, I can remember we were having a meeting uh, up on a Zoom. And some people were saying prior to COVID that telehealth would never work. (laughs) That was about three weeks before COVID hit. Six weeks into COVID, I was back on a Zoom in this office, and I heard this. If we didn't have telehealth, we'd be sunk as a country out there. So it's important that we uh, get uh, broadband across the country. I'm one of the co-chairs of the Broadband uh, Rural Caucus, which is really important because, again, we've got to get the broadband out to our unserved areas across the country. And when you look across like the 5th District, it spans from the Indiana line to the Cleveland suburbs. I can point out a lot of areas that do not have broadband. And so it's important that, again, as I said, that we do get the broadband out across the country to these truly unserved areas. The next part of it is is that uh, we look at the, quote unquote, what they call underserved areas and the served areas. And what's happened over time, we've seen you know, the the development around our cities and our suburbs have got the broadband and other areas don't. So when you think about telehealth, uh, I was just at Liberty Benton the other night for their uh, grand opening uh, celebration for yeah. the new uh, school and talked about broadband there. Because if you, you can send every child home with a laptop computer, but if they don't have broadband, how are they going to work from home with that computer to do their homework? Same thing with businesses. We have businesses across the 5th District that they're re- located in a rural area. 
you can't you can't communicate with people and people don't even know you exist if you don't have broadband. So what we really what we're looking at is, is that we've got to get the broadband out. And the other problem that we run into is all the regulations that are out mm-hmm. there. Now, we're not saying that regulations are bad, but we've got to look at regulations in a clear head here. And that means is that we've got to make sure that when you have regulations, they should work and not be a hindrance. And so what my legislation does, and we passed multiple bills out of subcommittee and then full committee and waiting for floor action now, is this. We can't, we want to make sure that local governments, when it comes to zoning and all of the other things that they do, that they're protected just like they are today. But you shouldn't be able to put up roadblocks and, and say, well, you know, you didn't file this piece of paper or we're waiting for this one to get filed. And so these things could drag on not only for months, but for years. So we want to try to expedite what we're doing out there. And I think it's important because again, you can have, you know, we there's been $42 billion uh, that have been appropriated, allocated to get broadband across America. But all mm-hmm. of a sudden, if you got the roadblocks up there, you're not going to get them done. So we want to make sure for one thing that we're making sure that we have uh, what we call shot clocks for one thing to make sure that uh, these uh, the deployment can occur across the country. When it comes to roadblocks and wireless technology, are we t- talking about like the siding of towers for 5G or what are some of the bigger issues that you run into when it comes to wireless? Well, you know, it's it's really about everything because what we're talking about here is, is that making sure that, uh, you know, if you go in for a permit, all of a sudden <laughs> that it doesn't get, get shuffled from one spot to another. And they say after you know, in a local government might do this that say that, hey, you know what, now you're going to start all over again because... Uh, you you needed this extra piece of paper or we didn't get to this and we haven't had time and so start over. And so what we really want to make sure is for anything we're dealing with, we're talking about broadband out there is to say, look, you've got to be able to have the time limits put on. If you don't have the time limits, then you have the problem. So, you know, it could be either from 60 days, 90 days, 150 days, but or if you just sit on an application and say, well, we didn't get around to it. We're going to say, you know what? We're gonna, It's going to be deemed that it's been approved. Because if you're not doing your jobs, it's that uh, we've got to get this deployed as soon as possible. Do you find that people, when you're talking to people out in your district, that they don't realize that this is still an issue? I mean, it's easy for us in Finley, in the city, we have now three broadband providers between Spectrum, AT&T, and now Metronet's been laying cable in the city as well. It's easier for us to get broadband internet access. And sometimes when it's easy for you to get something, you don't realize that it's hard for others to get it. Do you, do you think it's a problem that people don't even realize exists? Well, I agree. Anyway? And, well, and again, if you've got it, you don't worry about it. Yeah. But uh, when I'm out in my district and not too far outside of Finley, I was at a, a new tower that's gone up that can serve about a nine mile radius around that tower. That's all of a sudden people who have either had no broadband or very spotty, now all of a sudden can have broadband. So if you, it's one of those things, if you got it, it's great. If you don't have it, you've got a real problem. So it's a, it's this is the issue that we're dealing with, and this is why we want to get this deployed, because, again, uh, you know, the, the money's out there, and we want to make sure, you know, Ohio's going to get about, uh, I think it was $792 million from that $42 billion dollars. That uh, so they can start the, you know building out and so for the counties to do their jobs to make sure that as the the uh, broadband is being looked at that they've got the plans to get it out there. But again, 
you can have all the great, you can have the money, you can have, and the other problem we have, we don't have people out there that can mm-hmm. deploy the broadband. You know, we don't have the trucks that can, you know, that they need to do it. But it comes down to that we can't have um, government hindering getting this done just because someone doesn't want to get uh, some paperwork done or they say, well, we don't like this or that aspect of it. You know, they got to have some good reasons. And if they're not, we're going to start, you were saying that shot clock's going to start so we can get this deployed. You mentioned maybe not having the trucks or the personnel or, or what whatever it is you need to deploy this. Uh, part of this act is dealing with the, the supply chain part of it. So it is part of the, the roadblock or funding and roadblocks, things like that. Uh, does that pertain to making sure that companies are able to access trucks and making sure that they have well, access to hiring initiatives, that type of thing? Well, this is this pretty much deals on the, the governmental end. Okay. But the other the, the other problem that we do have is that, you know, from our career centers or two years uh in, in all just getting people trained i mean this is this is gonna have to be done because there's like also times how, how much uh time you're supposed to have to be able to get this money out and utilized but if often we don't have the people and i was at a meeting that this might take a couple maybe a year and a half to two years to get a bucket truck and so all of a sudden you got another problem and then you get people trained to climb now we're not talking about climbing real tall towers but you know, poles out there that the, for mm-hmm. them to get the the, the uh, broadband attached to it. That's the way it's going to be put up. But it's also really important that uh, we, we realize there's a whole bunch of different things out there that affect getting broadband out. But, you know, for me, uh, for early on, it was having accurate maps. And I know that the FCC had put out maps for Ohio and across the country. They asked us to look at them, and I can still remember calling uh, one of the uh, commissioners at the FCC, FCC saying, yeah, I hate to tell you, your maps aren't accurate. You're showing that, like, the entire area of my district has broadband. I said, it's inaccurate. So we spent $7 million initially to make sure the FCC could get uh, accurate maps, and that number is up about $98 million today. But you can go on now uh, to the FCC website, and uh, put your address in there and see that show that if you have access to broadband and uh, if you say, wait a minute, that's not correct. I don't have access. And saying I might have one or two providers out there, you can then challenge it. And that's important because then it shows that those maps aren't accurate and they have to be worked on again to make sure that the FCC knows exactly where the uh, unserved areas are in the country. No, it's important to have the the accurate information that we're working from. You talk about working with the FCC. This is a bill that also has received bipartisan support. So people working across the aisle, I think this is one where uh, people can agree on things. And uh, it, it probably doesn't take too much to get a whole lot of support from from either side. Well, I, I in, <laughs> or maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, not. Well, I can say that uh, you know we we uh, on both sides of the aisle uh, we have our opinions on this, and uh, I know that uh, when we brought the bill out that uh, you know we had some disagreement from with the Democrats on it, but uh, it was a very large package because again, as the chairman of the subcommittee, we want we have a very large number of bills that we need to get out there, which we truly believe this is what has to be done. Uh, because again, uh, having that access isn't something we can wait on for another year, two years, or three years. It's important we get it done now. And the other thing is, is that as the chairman of the subcommittee, especially with the FCC or the National Telecommunication Information uh, Administration, the other thing we're going to be doing a lot of is oversight, making sure that they're doing their job at the FCC and the NTIA 
to make sure that you know all the I's are dotted and all the uh, T's are crossed. But we've got again, as I said, this is something that we can't fall behind in because we have so many areas that uh, folks absolutely need this, and uh, it's important because. You know, it's a, being on the Energy and Commerce Committee, the great thing about it is from we have the broadest jurisdiction of any committee in Congress. But when we sit up on the dais, one of the things that we see is we're looking over the horizon five to 10 years. And so we have to make sure we get the right laws on the books and then the regulations that follow to make sure all these things can come to fruition. When I've worked on the autonomous vehicle legislation in years past, one of the things I always ask everybody, if they were manufacturers or a supply chain uh, company. I said, are you where you thought you'd be five years ago? Everybody says the exact same thing. No, we're much farther ahead. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we get this done as, on the broadband side because it's going to help on, because I had the precision agriculture bill five years ago. I've got the satellite precision bill right now. And because again, this is going to help our farmers. But again, you can't do it if you don't have the broadband. Well, I, I got to think it's an attraction it's going to help attract people to the area too. In an age where, where a lot of people can work from home, you can live in Hancock County, play, pay Finlay in Hancock County cost of living, but get paid Silicon Valley wages by working as a consultant for a tech startup or whatever right. in, in San Francisco. They're going to pay that remote worker what they pay in San Francisco, but that money is going to come here to this district and be spent at businesses in district, frequent restaurants in this district, and help the tax base of this district, right. which goes a long, long way. Well, you're absolutely right because we're in a different age. Uh, you know, we look at how many people uh, go online now. They're not looking at a hard catalog anymore that might be sent through them through the mail. They're going online and finding what they want. And But again, this also affects these companies because I know it's a very interesting in, in my district to see smaller uh, retailers that have adapted that, you know, they're selling clothes off the racks in their stores across the entire country. And it's just so people find them and they say, oh, I don't buy, you know, this shirt or this pair of pants or something like that. But again, they've, they've been able to adapt to the new age and that new age is what we're doing right now. We're on the uh, uh, the internet, we're, we're talking and, uh, people, it's, a, it's a broad range of everything that's going on out there that, uh, we have to have that, uh, broadband connectivity. Uh, Congressman, if people are interested in learning more about the Wireless Leadership Act, what are some resources for them to look at? Or if, if they have questions or comments, how can they get involved in the process? Well, you know, one of the things is just contact me at my office, uh, because, uh, as the, uh, the chair, you can, I'm always very happy to always making sure that people have uh, the information they need. They can go online, uh, and actually, uh, bring up from the, uh, house clerk's website. You can bring up the bill, uh, the congressional research services online that they also, if you have different things that they, you can find different, uh, uh, documents that they've prepared on different subjects. So, there's, there's a really a broad range of areas that people can get involved with. But uh, if you just go to uh, lata.house.gov, you can find me. And uh, But we're always willing to help people get the information they need. Very good. Well, Congressman, we appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us on Chamber Thank Amplified. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks again to Congressman Latta for joining us on today's show. I know sometimes when we talk about the internet, it can be easy to kind of default to how we all thought about the internet back in the 90s. Like, I don't know, I'm going to get on and go to MTV's website or something like that, where it really is more of a luxury. But now, not having high-speed internet access really can cost you legitimate business and career opportunities. So it's going to be interesting 
to see how this all plays out and hopefully we can get more rural broadband access. That'll do it for this week's episode. If you have any ideas for topics that we should cover on future episodes, just send me an email, djenkins at finlayhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on our website, you can also have every episode of Chamber Amplified delivered straight to your phone. Just search for us in your favorite podcast player. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Finlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.